Hello and welcome back to you. Welcome to Uni Game Society Radio on Tune FM 106.9. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Patrick. I'm David. And I'm Kate. And uh, we thought we might uh, start off with, I think, addressing the comment we left, uh, the common question we left for last week. Uh, Patrick, I believe you know the context, context of this one. So we got a comment. Uh, we asked, what was your favorite? Um, if I go to get the wording. Give me a second. Hold up. Where's it going? Yeah, we we want to know your best times you had with game glitches. So, one <laughs> game glitch we were given uh, was a GTA 4 swing set, <laughs> which Patrick is <laughs> laughing. So, um, essentially what you would do is you would find a swing set in a park, and then you would drive your car at it. Like, So, you know how it forms that like triangle-shaped thing? Like, you drive towards it as though you were trying to enter the swing and i and i am not sure why this happens but something happens with the game's physics engines but essentially doing so you kind of mount the swing for a brief moment and then after accelerating on it you catapult with great violent vigor through the air in the direction you were driving and you you just flip and fly and tumble through the air, like you just go like, and then you break the the sound barrier as you're launched across the city. I have no idea why it works, but I've seen it like in so many videos, and it's hilarious. So what you're saying is it's fast travel, correct? Without aiming. Uh, <laughs> nah. Thanks, thanks, Marty, for that for that uh, comment. <laughs> and it's it's another beautiful thing in the world of games. It just it. We don't know why it broke, but it did. <laughs> Open worlds are just notorious for that. Let's be real. Makes me. Think we have of talked about Skyrim endlessly. <laughs> makes <laughs> me think of that one where um, the person is driving their car in Cyberpunk, and um, they pause to turn off the radio in the in the car, and then um, a police car spawns directly underneath them because <laughs> they have stopped driving while on a road. The police car spawns directly underneath them, and the car sort of slow-mo starts to adjust its position as as they exit the uh, radio menu, and then time goes back to normal, and the car flies off at ridiculous speed, across the map, slams into a building, and lands back on the ground. Fast travel. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Love it. Unexpected uh, fast travel. Goodness. Uh, any other comments? Uh, no, there's only the one comment. One oh, thing. that's unfortunate. Big sad. <laughs> well, any of you guys had any personal experiences? I've had a few. There's been plenty of uh, glitch experiences in so many games. Everyone, so uh, many of them have been Skyrim. I was going know. to say, everyone, raise your hand if it was Bethesda. Is it Bethesda? The Bethesda yeah. did it. The time that my Skyrim dragon, which I killed... <laughs> Its skeleton proceeded to reanimate and start flopping around <laughs> in the Winterhold College courtyard. Oh no! What wizardry is this? Have you ever, have Damn you it, Jazago! Have you ever seen the thing that uh, the dragon corpse has gone into the ground? You come back to the area later on and you see the head as well as the rest of the body slowly rise up out of the ground and start spasming out. It's like. What is dun, going dun, on? It's always the dragons, dun, isn't dun. it? Yeah. Th- there is something really glitchy about the dragon skeletons. I mean, here's the thing. You have something that big. With, with so many different so moving many parts. So many moving parts? Yeah, you're going to have some issues. Yeah. Yeah, Especially like, when it's ragdoll. It doesn't just fall to the ground 
because everything in Skyrim has ragdoll. You, you know what? <sighs> that does remind me. It's not technically a glitch, but I, I guess it is. Um, has anyone ever tried dragon surfing? No, but that sounds like great um, fun. Yes. Educate me. I, I think we might have a different idea of what it might be, but like I'll I say mine and you say yours. Okay. Go ahead. First of all, you get the raise dead spell. Are we on the same tab here? Necromancy, yep. Yeah, and then you get the rainy, like the necromancy spells. And then you, you, you find, like, if you kill a dragon on the cliff, that's when you do it. You then charge up the spell, hit it with the spell, and then jump after the skeleton. Because hitting dragon skeletons with necromancy spells proceeds to force push it with great force. So I used to jump off the cliff and basically, like, try to ride the dragon skeleton as it ragdolls off of the cliff. Obviously, I no-cloop through the skeleton and break both my shins and tumble down with the skeleton, but it was a good effort on my part. Sounds like an interesting time. What about you, Chris? It's a different one to mine. Oh? The thing that I've seen is people riding their horse uh, to a cliff above a dragon that is on oh, no. a word wall, drop down onto said dragon, using Shadowmere so the horse doesn't die. And then you're on a horse that's on a dragon flying around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um... And it's just... You don't... Oh. I, or it does eventually send you flying off into the distance. Oh, goodness. It really says something about Skyrim that dragon surfing is something with two very different explanations. <laughs> I'm sure there's more. We just have to think of them. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure there's multiple ways to surf on a dragon, though, um... What about when you step on a cart and it just kills you. Oh, yeah. I've been a victim of that twice. I didn't learn my Wait. lesson the first time. On a what? On, on, a, on a cart. Like you know, a cart that would be filled, filled with cabbages. With cabbages and stuff. Oh, that has not killed me before. No, it, it does will murder you. collision damage and it re it repeatedly does the damage and just insta-kills you when you're low level. Because the thing is, is that like, it's not, it's like, oh, it only does one damage, but it, it vibrates with such speed. It like, it looks like it's not moving. But it's actually moving millions and millions of times at a moment, and each of those movements is one damage, so that's millions of damage, and you're like... It's so awkward to see the kill cam, you know, you're just standing there, and then all of a sudden, you <clears throat> just... <clears throat> you just have a heart attack <clears throat> and die on the spot. Oh, the um... Nothing, nothing will be more fun like here's a fun bit of game logic when people die they, they just become spaghetti apparently like <laughs> me playing a fair amount of like um like skyrim wasn't too bad you kind of turn into a human shuriken sometimes when they kill you <laughs> and you just no you like you're like arms and limbs oh like yeah, sort yeah. Of just yeah. starfish and then you just s slide across the ground while spinning yep like yeah but like this where, ground is in, now ice in where is fallout new vegas like, getting killed by anything, you just... Like, you turn into a jellyfish or a very, very surprised octopus. Like, you just... And then just collapse I've everywhere seen in, in a mess. I've seen it in Fallout 4. Um, a lot of the kill cams seem to just leave you, like, dis your body gets destroyed. Like, you lose a limb, lose a head, lose a... Yeah. Yeah. Your body gets destroyed. Goodness. Well, whatever. Do we have any glitch things that aren't Bethesda? Yeah, that's a question. <laughs> like, that's uh, the well, they cover a pretty big. And... Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, let me look at recently played games and I'll get back <laughs> to you. Um, the early Pokemon games. Early Pokemon oh. games and just... What happened with that? 
glitch Pokemon. Um, the oh, whole missing, pro- no. missing no. The whole process of getting Mew, duplicating Master Balls just because they're in a particular slot in your inventory. Oh, yeah. Glitching I mean, the game so that you can go from your house to beating the Elite Four in under a minute just by naming your character the correct thing and selecting the correct stuff in the menu. It's incredible it's to see what some what people can get up to. It's amazing what causes that stuff. Yes. Oh, were you about to I, say I was, was going to talk about the Darkrai thing. I, I think it was in one of the black and white games. You couldn't actually get Darkrai, like, officially, so you had to glitch it, and it actually takes you to um, a zone with Darkrai. Cool. Yeah, I, I remember watching a video about it a while back, but it was so complicated. Is you, that the yeah. one... The thing that I think of when it comes to getting Darkrai is using the bicycle at top speed to sort of glitch out the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you end up in sort of the blank chunks, pretty much. And if you keep track of where you have to go, you have to make sure that you go the correct distance. Very precise. Very otherwise precise. You're, you're not getting there. You will get at, lost at in the point, void forever. You have to wonder, it's like, are these glitches or did the programmers just say, bugger it? <laughs> uh, um, there, are some, there are some rare glitches I've seen where like, it's moments like, you wish you captured it. But then I remember some guy did manage to capture this one particular glitch that no one has an explanation for. So you guys know Heavy Rain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this a Sean thing? Yes. Yes. Do you guys know about the Sean glitch? I don't think so. No. So, um, you've played um, Until Dawn. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, you know, like some QTEs and buttons are like your character just being like, Sarah, or whatever, just like calling out their name. Yep. Yeah, so uh, the main protagonist is looking for his son, Sean, and he's oh, like, what? Uh, it's towards the end. I know that. Now, I know <laughs> it. Oh, and and the, the prompt to shout, Sean, keeps coming up. Oh. And even in the middle of dialogue, it's like, okay, Ethan, we've got to talk to you. Sean! <laughs> or in, Sean! Oh, he's holding Sean! he's holding his dead son is the thing. <laughs> not only that, like, like even then, even when he's not in the scene, the thing is, is that, like, the sound... The, or- the source of the audio and the volume, it's, like, you know, based on objects, like, placement. Um, it, like, switches perspective when the guy gets knocked out and the girl's ranking run for it and the guy antagonist is in suit. So, so they're going away in the distance. Shine. 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 And it's like, he's still going. You can hear him. The fact that it's so distant makes it even funnier. Oh, dear. That's so broken. I don't know that one. Oh, man. It's probably lag, but that's because it's a game I'm recently playing, uh, Dead by Daylight. I seem to keep... People keep dropping pallets on me as killer, but I just get pushed back instead of getting stunned. I'm like, oh, okay. Nah, I think you just need to get better. <laughs> no, I, it's like the fact is that he's I'm actually spending less time stunned. I'm supposed to get stunned by getting a pallet dropped on me, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, I remembered. No. I remembered a thing that may have been a glitch or may have just been some sort of oversight. Um, in Persona 5, you have a character in your party who never enters combat. She's oh, just there. She no. doesn't enter combat. She's like your backup character, but she still has a health bar, right? One time, I remember going into the menu to check on all my character's health, and somehow she had taken damage. <laughs> I'm thinking... Wait... I'm what? Thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, Futaba, what have you been up to? You get, poison, get poisoned or something? Uh, what? I don't know. She's not... Hmm. She shouldn't even have that as a thing. Hmm. I tried to Google it, but I found 
no that's, info. That sounds like a glitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's yeah. what we're talking about. That's yeah. whack. Speaking of glitches, I just remembered a post. Uh, so, um, do you, you guys like The Sims, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, a few... Like many games that have open-ended possibilities and customization and all that stuff, it's prone to glitching and bugs and all that junk. So here's one of the patch notes from Sims 3. (laughs) Oh, I love these. Kleptomaniac Sims can no longer steal subway stations from lots. (laughs) No! Not a subway. They're not stealing Jeremy or, like, his sandwiches. No, they're, they're stealing the entire train system. Sims can no longer woohoo in the elevator with a sim who is on a different floor. <laughs> there are many questions to ask um, how this was discovered, how, ha- how it happened, and even what the implications of any of this is. Uh, the um, implication is sims be horny. <laughs> but yeah, they're just people. But the fact is that they, 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 they it exceeds the material plane. They, 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 they just they soul they they soul shift just out of their project. body. Astral project. That's the word. Out of their body through the elevator to someone else on another floor. Um, fix a tuning issue so Sims now vomit at acceptable levels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you mean acceptable levels? <laughs> the, the, the wording on that one leaves much to be asked. And when they say tuning, when it says acceptable, I am a bit afraid on what is unacceptable. Um, it is no longer possible to try for baby with the Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh, but that was one of the best things. I'm sorry, Undertale fans. You can no longer bone the bone I man. can't make Deadpool or Thanos. God damn it. <laughs> mm. uh, become enemies with child no longer appears. <laughs> it's like the wish to become enemy with child no longer appears, which i got to say is probably one of the most unrealistic things about The Sims. Like, I mean, I've got my little cousins. One of them. I'm not going to say their name, but one of them. I'm definitely made enemies with. Mm. Um, pregnant sins can no longer brawl. <laughs> um, what? No, they need to put that back in. I didn't know that Sims could brawl in the first place, but they, I mean... They can when they're, like, if they're really hostile and angry, they enter okay. a brawl thing. But, yeah, just... Okay. Why would you get rid of um, that? I feel like that's Sim, perfect. Yeah. Sims who are on fire will no longer be forced to attend graduation before they can <laughs> put themselves out. <laughs> no, no, they must be on fire in graduation. Typical primary school. Just, <laughs> I, no exception. No exception. What do you mean? That's high school too. you, you got to do it. Exactly. Like primary school. Uh, not primary school. Uh, pu- um, public schools. Public school. Public schools. Yeah. I'm just imagining the little graduation hat just being plonked on their head and it just gradually begins to... Oh, goodness. Um, Baby Sims will no longer become stuck on Sims' hand while driving a car. (laughs) I'm a little lost. So was it the baby driving or the Sim driving? (laughs) (laughs) And how did the baby go from its seat to the Sims' hand? Well, potentially, if the Sim was carrying the baby and then then was like, I'm just going to go driving now, and it just kind of... Absent-mindedly forgot little Timmy was just... On their hand. No, obviously this is fast travel again. <laughs> fast travel to the afterlife. Um, no shortage of that. In is this. there any more path notes we've got here? Sims will no longer receive a wish to skinny dip with mummies. No. Cowards. That's very specific. That, how, d- d- mm. Wait, Cowards. wait. I don't know too much about the Sims, but do they mean mummies as in like 
wrapped yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. undead, they're, they're undead Egyptian, Egyptian mummies. Egyptian mummies. Um, oh, God, that's not what I was... Because there's, there's a Halloween thing. Wow! <laughs> they're amazing. There's a Halloween thing. I mean, there's, there's the There's a Halloween Reaper. pack thing that allows monsters like vampires and werewolves. Can you woohoo the werewolves? Yes. And have a half-werewolf child? Not sure about that second part, but don't I know definitely about, know don't that, know about that you can Can the pregnant werewolves fight each other? That's the question. That's the question. That's This is a very strange Twilight fan fiction. So the thing is... Should we stop? With, no, um, keep going. With, oh, God. With The Sims, I remember watching a Let's Play several years ago in which their Sims family ended up just being three human, like, a human, the human's wife, the human, the human's child, child, and then an alien child who was the child of the father who got abducted by aliens oh, and yeah, came back to, yeah, you know, that, that have happens. an alien child. So it's just a family of three humans and this one blue-skinned kid, and they just... We're like, okay, he's our son now, and they just adopt this him. Is a movie plot this is a plot I've heard before. It was adorable. Yeah, this sounds familiar. <laughs> I can't remember what, though. Yeah. Mm. Um, how are we for time, my dude? Um, there are a couple more minutes. I was going to make one more mention before I close the segment. Ever heard, heard of a game that gives you an achievement for crashing the game? No. Sounds like something have... the Stanley Parable would do. Not Stanley Parable. Well, any, any guesses? Gary's mod? Um, Does it I have achievements? Uh, yes. Gary's one has achievements, yeah. Um, I'll have a look. Um, Did I, I make a guess that wasn't the one you were thinking of? It was not the one I was thinking of. Um, I don't have... Tabletop simulator? Is it? No. Been there, the done Simpsons that. Game. I'll give you this. It's a simulator game. Like, simulator's in the name. Oh. Farming simulator. No. Not the one I'm thinking Goat of. Goat simulator. Goat simulator. Oh, yeah. There's an achievement oh, for crashing the game. <laughs> <laughs> then again, I think goat simulator was built to crash. That's the one where it yes. rains whales on occasion, right? That's yeah. the one where you yeah. get you can unlock a power to let you spawn whales. Very good. For some reason. Sheogorath, the simulator, basically. Just, just like, end the cheese. <laughs> to die for. I see no god up here. But me! I would just spawn whales. I just remember watching, I think it was PewDiePie was uh, playing it, and it was like, what does this do? He presses R, and it's like, I don't know what it did. Later, like, he keeps pressing R, and it's like, oh god, no! <laughs> whales! <laughs> oh, no. They, they spawn like 100 meters up in the sky while they fall down, so it's like, <laughs> look, hmm. it's so big and round, round. I'm gonna call it ground. Hello, ground! Wait, did anyone here watch? Yes. Hitch- yes. yes. What's on? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy That's the with the, the whale. Mm-hmm. That's the reference it makes. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. It's just Hello, whales. Oh, well, goodness gracious. Uh, with that, I'll probably head us off to a music break, though. Mm-hmm. So, you've been listening to Uni Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9.
Hello and welcome back to Uni Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. And we thought on this segment we might talk about some uh, video game tropes that each of us here in the studio are a big fan of. Lee Patrick, you have a very strong one of yours. Oh, I 
Any game that involves anything themed with pirates, I am weak. <laughs> As, look, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, that che- chewed up so many hours of my life just because, like, I refused to do the main story, though. And I only did it with Do enough to get rel- the ship. and then you I just- did it with great <laughs> reluctance because I could only unlock certain ship parts after progressing the story. But I was more obsessed with just going around, plundering ships, go around, plunder ships. I need to play more uh, Sea of Thieves with you and that. No, yeah. I'm happy oh, to play, like, play more if you go sail like, on the high seas. And it's just like, just anything involving just pirates and pirate ships and raiding and stuff. Like, I've currently been living because Warframe has the Railjack fixed, which is basically like a combination of like naval battles with boarding and just taking out key parts and shooting and repairing the ship but also like aerial dogfighting because you're in space and you're like mm, newing around one another pirates. shooting it's like it, it's like a combination of both a dogfight in the air and a naval battle so and it's like we're basically stealing all of their stuff so we're basically pirates mm. so that's really awesome but yeah just anything with pirates he's cool he's good by me what about you chris uh, I was saying before, it's, it's a difficult mix because, like, I've got Dead by Daylight, which is horror. I got Skyrim, that's fantasy. But it's. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, yeah, that's on his eyelash. Sorry. Um, let me just check out the recently played games. I mean, I was playing a game uh, just before coming out here for the King, a turn based um, 3D polygon style game. Ooh. You got. You have three players in a D&D style. Uh, party setting against really number of monsters out in the world it's on a um hexagonal grid style thing explore the world you go on boats fight enemies find loot upgrade your gear get better um i mean vikings are pretty good no i got north guard here <laughs> vikings good fun i haven't played ac valhalla Oh, i got to see if my computer can run that. Mostly all I've heard about that one is that you can pet the cats that you see. You can pet the cats, therefore the it is an amazing game. The most important and <laughs> vital part of any game. <laughs> like, there's... Patting animals. There's Dead by Daylight and, of course, like, Darkest Dungeon, which I guess are both horror things, because Darkest Dungeon is Lovecraft horror. It's all creepy stuff. I mean, technically, Dead by Daylight's kind of an eldritch Lovecraftian horror when you think about the entity. I suppose. It's just, like, crazy-ass spider thing. It's just... Unknown Once force that's basically dragging things across parallel dimensions all into this one unknown cross dimension of pure fear and nightmare. Does he, yep. Demanding Does sacrifice and offerings through weird occult rituals and like yeah. yeah. If you read the lore of the survivors, um, most of them have a thing like they feel like a cool fog uh, come in and envelop them and then they're somewhere warm. But it's just by a campfire with others like them. Uh, so to anyone living in Armadale right now, you might want to just be careful when looking out the window because it's been certainly quite foggy. <laughs> but the entity take oh, it's you. it's fine. We drove through the fog last night. It was fun. We, and, uh, we lived through that. And as for the killers who are in the height of murder time also get taken to the entity. But of course they are in they a much, advantage on much more ad- advantageous situation because it's not their souls on the line hmm. that we know of. More I really just a don't very know much about the law of Dead by Daylight. I didn't realize there was any. I should. Oh, there is a law. Hmm. There is and isn't. The, ent- the entity is just a whole lot of mysterious stuff. Though there's also some guy called the Observer, 
which can't affect the entity's realm, but the entity also can't affect him. Ah. So that he just watches and learns about the entity. That's He's a trope that I like as well. Two, oh. two uh, beings, two I guess. Forces. Two forces who can't directly intervene, so they recruit the protagonists and antagonists Percy to do their, <laughs> do their dirty work for them. Mm. <laughs> Percy Jackson with their children. Mm. Yeah, there is there is lots on back, but again, it's all mystery, and it just the entity keeps bringing in more killers, more survivors, and is how many times does a survivor have to die before its soul is gone? Who knows? Mm. Can the survivors escape? Not a clue. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's the one thing we always got to ponder about all those games. Like, I always do wonder about stuff like that with like Dota Two, and that it's like. Technically, the the objective of the game is supposed to be this world-ending event thing, but then there's it keeps or- resetting. But the, but like, does it reset or does it not? Because then there's Oracle, who's a dude all about seeing possible outcomes and timelines. So technically speaking, all of those games are a canonical end to the world, but they just don't happen yet because they are all possibilities that are occurring it, so that 10 mmr game we were watching is a possibility yeah like, in one in one reality everyone was a bloody idiot and i don't know how the fate of the world was balancing on these 10 chuckle nuts yes. you know what in the world in the setting of dota it's a continuous fight on a battleground against radiant and dire good and evil um the forces that have, I believe they're gods that are in the ancients, so to speak. Kind, kind of gods, but more like primordial entities. Not so much worshipped and act like gods, more like just really powerful beings. Yeah, and they embody the good and evil, and you yeah. fight for one side or the other yeah. when you play as Dota. Yeah, speaking but of, of course, end, end of game, reset, do another. Yeah. Just to keep um, resetting. Speaking of timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, what about, you said some in the break, Kate? You, yeah, time you... loops are something that I really enjoy. When Tom when loop. games... <laughs> I love I love that video as well. Um, when time when games play around with time loops and multiple playthroughs having connections between them, so things like Undertale, One Shot, those sorts of games that play Henry around with those concepts. God damn! I have not played Henry Stickman. The walkthrough ending. The walkthrough. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know about that? Of course we do. <laughs> we all played it. I uh, thought the walk. Okay, did you paradox. not watch? Did you not watch any of us play Henry? I've Stickman? watched some of it, but en- enough to know that you guys really like it and that I should um, take some time to experience just, all of it. We, we can just stream it to you the, the, or to play it on pause. Like, and you can play one, the game. There's one outcome where you can click on a um, on a computer. And then you determine what you do with that computer, and one of them is you look up a walkthrough on how to finish the game. So you go to a guy where he tells you how to do the walkthrough ending, so he takes you through the video. You click, you skip to the bit, and then he's like, okay, now what you want to do is you want to go to the computer and select the walkthrough ending. And then it's the, then the video cuts to a video of him going through the cut of the walkthrough. This just got to thank our sponsor for this video. <laughs> and it just... And then... If you don't do anything, nothing happens. As soon as you click, it'll be like, you know, gives you the fail screen. But then it'll do a counter of how long you left it for (laughs) and how many loops you've gone through. But like, cause he's like does all these different animations and skips, and the guy has different dialogue, mm. and there's like so much dialogue, it almost seems like it's just the one bit. Mm. You feel like, uh, is is this a loop? 
because he keeps changing what he's saying. <laughs> and is there there's an so end? much unique this is taking, dialogue. This is taking me back to Stanley Parable again. Yeah. Another thing sort of plays around with that time loop concept how at the end of the confusion ending, you're warped back to the start and you think it's going to continue along the schedule, but it doesn't. Uh, Which was the confusion ending? What happened when you uh, got out The confusion out of ending is the one where you... What do you think? You, you go unplug the, the phone. No. Um, oh, the confusion know. ending is the one where you go the wrong way and end up in the uh, mind control room before you actually should be there. So the narrator is like, no, we're going back to the start. You've spoiled my story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. you get to the room and there's no doors. It's the one there's with no the, doors, yeah. It's the one I, with I the adventure how line. you get to the um, mind control room before you're supposed to, and I've forgotten how to break the game like that. Yeah, no, I believe it has something to do with you take the right door and you take the left through the um you left to the hallway which would lead you back to the normal story yeah you take the left through that maintenance hallway but then instead you go down the elevator down into the lower like it, it's area. a maintenance elevator yeah you go uh, down the maintenance yeah. elevator <clears throat> and then that gets the narrator confused and you end up <clears throat> a bit everywhere yeah, no, they you you look at the uh, room that is full of TV screens of every office mm. in the yeah. building, and it's like, oh wait, no, 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 you're not supposed yeah. to see any. Oh, the amount ruined. of area in the amount of like memory space in my brain that is dedicated to storing random <laughs> Stanley <laughs> Parable knowledge is like, oh man, just can't wait the, for when we get another game, the the yeah. deluxe edition, <laughs> which will do absolutely nothing and we'll still spend money on it. Okay, look, if it supports the developers to make another game, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, we have, have you guys ever played uh, the other game they made, Dr. Langeskov? Dr. Langeskov, the, the Tiger and a Terribly Cursed Memory. There Emerald? we go, Chris um, knows it. I, I think I played it. It's it was like a demo was, thing, pretty it much. Was a, it wasn't um, it was, a full short, game, it was just a demo. It's a short one, it's a bit of a joke. I think and it was a, a prototype the, build for Stanley Parable. Oh, I think it was released afterwards, actually. Oh. It was released and after, yeah. a lot of the... Um, story and background information for it actually is in the game's promotional material and on the website and on little things that you find along the way. So there's kind of a background stuff that you don't really pick up on the yeah. actual playthrough, but it's fun. There's a lot of funny stuff in there. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and David, what about your travel. tropes? What? <laughs> what about your tropes you've got? His favorite is fast travel. It's anything with fast travel. Except unorthodox fast travel, it would appear. <laughs> I've just shown them all what happened with the GTA swing set. Is that your favorite form of transportation? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, well, what I'm about to say is going to sound contradictory, but um, I like the simple games and also ones with, like, a lot of random BS thrown into it. With mm -hmm. an interesting concept. So, like, one that it takes away, like, it, it, it is effectively a simple game, yet in and of itself has so much going on, but the gameplay itself is simplistic. Mm. Kind of like Undertale, where it was a simple game of just, it, it was just a bullet hell. It's left to right. Like, That's it? It was just About. a, yeah, an RPG with a bullet hell game element, but, like, they did so much with the simple prospect. It's like, oh yeah, it's a bullet hell, but now it's also kind of DDR with blocking Undyne's attack. Mm. Or now it's a little like Galaga shooter with Metaton's thing. Mm. Yeah, pretty much that yeah, sort of good. stuff. Um, yeah. you, any other examples that you'd like to name or mention that you've had experience with? Hmm. I can't really, uh, hmm. 
I can. I kind of want to talk about Bravely Second, but I... I've I, heard oh. of that. Ooh. I haven't played it, but I have heard good stuff about mm. it. Uh, so, okay. So, Bravely Second is... JRPG that... Yeah, it's a, it's a JRPG. It's got turn-based combat. Same people who made Final Fantasy. Very similar combat system, if anyone's familiar with that. Yep. Um, it's got a, it's kind of like D&D, where you have, like, classes and stuff, and you get to pick your... You get to put one of your four characters into that class, which each have unique different abilities. Oh, that's good. And you got to use that to like play through the story. So, um, also known as jobs in the game. Oh yeah, jobs. Yeah. So there's like the Valkyrie class, for example. For the Valkyrie class, they are proficient in spears, and their abilities are jumping for like really high for a turn, nice. and then coming down and like bounce, shank, <laughs> and shank a lot. And another one is called. Uh, Baker. Yeah, Baker. <laughs> yeah, the, the, um, the Baker one, where he throws cakes at people and they get buffs and debuffs over it. Food. Yeah, so, like, it was just a lot of random, but, like, you go through the story. Um, one of the characters you meet is from the moon. Uh, she's a ball buster. <laughs> yeah, she's a ball buster. There's a thing called ball busting. Apparently the moon's been defending the planet for so many years. From against balls. giant creatures called balls. There's just so much random BS to it, and I love it. They it, just mushed so many that's things. Thing, that's the thing that I liked wonderful. about... Um, what's the name of the studio, actually? Um, um, can, can, no, not Karen. Um, the, fire, um, the, the Final Fantasy studio. Uh, Square Enix. Square Enix. Square yeah. Enix. Square Enix, like, they take very simple and really bubbly worlds, and then they fill it with crack cocaine, and it's a magical ride. There's so much. Like, I, I remembered playing... And that's uh, one of the great things, where it's very serious, but at the same time, like, what the... F <laughs> like, Final Fantasy X was one of my favorite of the lot, and one of the guys, Waka, what's his weapon? A blitz ball. What the hell's a blitz ball? It's a very studded volleyball. Oh, yeah, that he thing just should be. Ba-dunk! With a volleyball, he just spikes it right into the enemy's face, and it <laughs> bounces off of their head. It's like, what... What? Nothing makes sense Delightful. out of all this. He can do. He does just as much damage as a man hitting you with a claymore. He's just gonna spike you in the face with a volleyball. It's like what? What? Why? I think a lot of that is taking damage from pride. <laughs> the, the, the fact. I, I think it's like also just awe. Oh, the man had the audacity to just spike you in the face with a volleyball like Psychic imagine damage. if you're you're the big bad evil guy and your plan was to ascend to godhood and then suddenly a man with a volleyball was about to wreck your day just be like mm. hey what's up <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh. also when sometimes when novelty like another fun trope i don't know if you guys think when there's gag weapons Oh, oh yeah. they're fun. Those are fun. Saints Row is just all about Saints Row. It's all about Saints Row. I'm not sure how much of that we can actually talk about on the air. Uh, um, <laughs> well, there's much. a club, right? <laughs> no. One of the things that uh, comes to mind for me when you say joke weapons is that um, in Persona 4, I think you can trade regular weapons for joke weapons. Oh, I have, those. I, yeah, have yeah, run, yeah, yeah. I have run around yeah. dungeons swinging a mop at my enemy <laughs> yeah, and doing, and doing oh, like yeah. lethal amounts of damage. It's I remember great. those. Yeah, those are good fun. Oh, oh. I've had fun with um, in Skyrim, you know how you can adopt children in Skyrim thanks to mm -hmm. yeah. the Half-Life mm -hmm. DLC. The wooden, uh, the wooden sword, which is a legitimate <laughs> weapon. It will do 
not much damage, but I've been able to get kill moves with it, so it's still a legitimate weapon. Can you enchant it and give it to your children? Yes. yes. <laughs> Yay! Yes. Also, technically, and I, I remember the Mitten Squad, very good YouTube channel if you want to see dumb stuff involving Bethesda. Um, he has done, it's just like, he, one of his favorite builds is always the knife and fork. <laughs> Oh, yes. One of his most famous videos was actually, can you beat Skyrim using only a fork? And there are only five wieldable forks in Skyrim. All the others are just uh, miscellaneous stuff you just grab. Only five of them are wieldable. Wow, so you spend a significant amount of the game without any weapons as you try yep. and find the five forks in the country this sounds, that you can use. This sounds like a quest line. It this does is sound monk like a quest training, line. straight up. Yep. Oh no, he can't even punch. Oh. He can't fight. No. His only form of damage must be fork. So he has to run a lot, I see. Yeah. Mm. Um, fast travel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's you your favorite joke weapon? Joke weapon? Ah, oh, man. Ah, that's, that's, I can't, I don't think I can think of any, honestly. I know, I know I've definitely encountered a few joke weapons, but off the top of my head, I don't think there is anything. Yeah. Is, um, mm, I feel like there's got to be more joke weapons that I've encountered than just running around through dungeons with a mop. There's got to be more. I mean, that should I can we think count of. the dubstep gun from like Saints Row? Well, you can count that, sure. <laughs> Technically joke weapon, but it is damn, weapon. was it not devastating? <laughs> what about payday and your golden spoons? The comically large golden spoon. <laughs> can we have a little, some money from the bank? Only oh. a spoonful. Um, Who wants to be little? Spoon? I mean, <laughs> like, you could say there's uh, any of the, or a lot of scouts melee weapons in TF2, which there's just like a pan, All like a frying pan. Which is the one where you hit people with a fish? That is uh, also scout. That's scout. That's scout. It's, a, it's a fish wrapped in newspaper. I feel like a lot of the weapons in Don't Starve probably count. I feel like <laughs> there's a fair share of. Swacking joke someone with an umbrella is probably not the most efficient <laughs> method of killing. <laughs> Um, the one, the Nightmare Sword, which is literally just a sword. I think the Nightmare Sword is just made out of paper, but <laughs> it's also made out of nightmare fuel, so your imagination literally makes it real, and it's one of the um, most high-damage things in the game. Oh my god. That's, a, that's one thing that's great about joke weapons. They, they come on a scale of either completely useless but hilarious, or ungodly overpowered and I should be afraid. The, the entire concept of Drawn to Life. <laughs> Selling your own weapons. I'm trying to think of um, legendaries in the Borderlands series that, like, there has no reason oh, to work. Those ones. There, well, there's a few interesting ones. Such as? So there's some sentient guns, so guns that talk back to you. Oh, God. I think I had one of those. <laughs> there's, there's like three of those, I think. There's a weapon you can get uh, from a quest in Iridium Blight in Borderlands 2, uh, which is called the Fibber, which it has a few different effects, I believe based on which prefix the gun has. One of its things is it shoots like nine bullets at once, but they move very slowly. Oh no. <laughs> um, it does a ton of damage, because that's nine times the all the gun damage. There's... Uh, if, I, if I wanted that, I would have just used a torque, which I never use. Which you don't like <laughs> torque weapons. Um, one of the other things of this fibber is that it only shoots one pellet, but it rebounds and splits into multiple things. Oh. But of course, also slow. I think the rebound is slow. So like, you can shoot at the at the feet of a loader and you're gonna get a good shot, but uh, good luck hitting much else, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered 
Um, has anyone here like played Dead Space? No. I know of, but do you know of it? Yeah. Uh, you've seen gameplay of it? Yeah. yeah. Terrifying stuff. It's like this grim, dark, horrifying space game. You're in the dark, dingy corridors and stuff with monsters and stuff. If you manage to beat the second game... Is that the one you made me play that other no. day? No. No, GTFO is a very serious thing. That's definitely not that. No. Like, okay. Dead Space is also very serious, but the second game, if you finished it, and I think on a certain difficulty, you got a very special weapon with infinite ammo called... I, I think it was called, it's called the finger... It's just a giant foam <laughs> finger in, in the pistol, in the like finger gun pose. And you just run around with this giant rubbery foam finger, which jiggles and slaps against <laughs> walls and stuff. And when you aim it, you like full on, you know, hand under palm, like you know, <laughs> hand in palm, aiming it like you would a real handgun. And then you just go bang, bang. And, and I'm, that's literally the noise you make. You, the character mm. literally shouts bang. And then whatever you're aiming at explodes. <laughs> that sounds like a very deadly weapon to take there to the battle no of the There is no projectile. There is no projectile. Good luck aiming, figuring out where I was aiming. <laughs> the power of imagination. Bang. Bang. I bang. could say any Gary's mod weapon because that's a lot. In, in Gary's mod, the <laughs> weapon is whatever you're wielding with the physics gun. Oh, there's that. But then there's also, you, you know, you can equip a Spartan kick. Just after oh, three yeah. seconds, kick something oh, so yeah. far away. But yeah, it's like sometimes your own creations become weapons in very un unexpected ways. It's like, oh, I'm gonna make a, like a, I, I tried once make, making a, a a reindeer sleigh, mm. but a horrifying one because it was just a bunch of ragdoll NPCs <laughs> that I just strapped rockets to, Whoops. and then I got killed because it went flying off into the air, and then the sled basically pancaked me <laughs> into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Ve- vehicle Making vehicles is a dangerous thing in Darius yeah, Mod. Especially with rockets. The thing is, when I think of unconventional weapons, I just start thinking of D&D, and we're not that kind of podcast. Unfortunately. <laughs> wizards will, the Wizards of the Curse Society will have our butts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Brock had a pretty good weapon. <laughs> the drying pan? <laughs> the drying pan. Drying pan. <laughs> well, I know. I'll use my drying uh, frying pan <laughs> as a drying pan. It's like Brock's is why not allowed eyes. <laughs> why? Because he already sees far beyond what we possibly could. His wisdom is unfathomable. Actually, I... Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just remembered something. Um, we know anime has a lot of weird stuff happening in it. So, like, yeah. Jump Force. Oh, God. Can we talk about Jump Force for a second? I can't talk Jump about Force? it, but sure. Go ahead. When a crossover tries to take itself seriously, but you realize how much crack cocaine has gone into it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, everything would have been at least somewhat fine until they then realized that technically JoJo is shown in Jump. Or was. How was that Shonen? <laughs> um, no, the original run was published by the studio. Uh, by I thought Shonen had to be kids. No, 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 no. Shonen Jump is a is a group. Oh, it's a group. It's a published. It's a publisher. What am I thinking of then? No, Shonen is a genre, but Shonen Jump is right. Yeah, it confused me too. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> and that's why the game is called Jump Force because it's basically like PlayStation All Stars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mash up all the Adamu characters together with their insane abilities and just 
fight. You got Naruto mm. kicking Luffy in the face while, meanwhile, Jonathan Joestar is running around and then Star Platinum shows up out of nowhere to punch this is a game? the kid from... Yeah. Uh, this sounds I'm like I'm pretty sure Hunter fun. Hunter no, no, one the, got me, a killer from Hunter Hunter. Yeah, we had, like, three characters from Hunter x Hunter and we had, like, we had Yugi come in, summon his Dark Magician, and Dark Magician will do the hitting for you. Yeah, I mean, like Dark Magician versus uh, Abdul's Red Magician. <laughs> and then it's just, like... You got stands fighting Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Meanwhile, little children with the power of demigods. And then this one rubbery pirate boy just extendo punching his way through everything, windmilling at unreasonable speeds. Meanwhile, a man is triple wielding swords. All the while, time shenanigans are happening because of stand power. This and sounds like yeah. this sounds like stepping into like a primary school playground, and all the kids are playing pretend together. That's literally jumpful. Pretty that much, it, it yeah. sounds like an amazing time. The best thing about it is how seriously you try to take itself, With, and like the hmm. story mode. The, the story mode was the downfall. Oh, uh-huh. uh, let's just say the animations were very jank. Um, the rationalization of why the hell everybody here. Uh, do they ever have a, like, with big crossover games, do they ever have a good reason why everybody is here? Do they? Uh, Smash Brothers kind of did it. I, I, d- I don't know. Too. I genuinely don't know. They they do it, but it's, at, it's, it's not so much it's a bad one. It's more of a cop-out. It's just, you know, parallel dimensions brought by a greater being. It's, it's all the same one, you know? Yeah, you know, it's just... The reason why everyone is here might not matter as much as the fact that everyone is here. That's the important yeah. part. It's kind of like, yeah, it really does take a back step of, it's like, I don't really care why we're here. I'm more curious at why the Hokage of all the villages are here c- c- throwing hands with a titan. Mm. Yeah, like, like the, the whole, like, the gameplay was fine. It was just everything else that mm. really put the AAA quality look of it to, like, just C, I guess, or D. Oh, wow. It must have really been bad. So yeah, I, but, like, it was, it's still, like, I guess it's kind of fun to just bring it out once in a while and just fight someone. Mm. You know, like, if you have a mate, have, just, have, just have Naruto fight Yugi. Yeah. So, I can't believe I, I've forgotten about none of this game that has joke weapons. I believe I'm not going to... I well, I can name some of them. Um, it's the South Park games. <gasps> oh God! Again, <laughs> once again, how much of that can we talk about? I uh, like. <laughs> well, okay. Well, look, I can I can give you some of the um, okay things because it's just. <laughs> Surely there's some that are just simply jokes about butts. Surely uh, we can make jokes um, about butts. I'm sure there can. <laughs> there's uh, the need ring, the dough hammer. It's called. It's the bread roll, like the bread roller thing. <laughs> yes. Bread roll supremacy. <laughs> like, like not a bread roll, the thing you use to bread the uh, roll the oh. rolling like, oh. rolling pin. Rolling pin, that's the one. Oh wow! Okay. Um, a Canadian halberd, which is a hockey stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember doing this um, fractured but whole. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be careful uh, there. Uh, <laughs> the um, no, some of the classes as well as the, the superhero types were. Oh, some yes. of them were pretty jokey or gimmicky. Like one of them was um, um, Final Girl. Yes. Like horror movies and uh, like all yes. of them. It's like basically you're just geared up with all of these random hardware tools and it's like final go. Why? Because you just like stick it out and just beat the crap out of everyone. But just. Oh. <laughs> How about this? A discus of bleeding. It's a buzzsaw. <laughs> Catch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, 
Yeah, um, we've probably run this segment over our time, I reckon. Um, we'll head off to a music break. Uh, you've been listening to Uni Game Side Radio on Tune FM 106.9.
Hello and welcome back to Uni Games Society Radio on Junifem 106.9. And we thought on this segment we might talk about uh, some interesting game parodies that we've played over the years. And there's one game that I've played on uh, mobile... i got to find out what it's called, actually. But it was oh. a... Do you remember what it's called? I do not. You do not. Um, it was a Pokemon ripoff of... It was a Rick and Morty thing crossed with Pokemon. Pocket Mortys. <laughs> Pocket, Pocket Mortys. That's what it was called. Yeah. Pocket Mortys. So you hit, it was it was Pokemon. You went out in into the wild, caught Mortys, which is your Pokemon, and there's a number of different varieties of them, be it um Oh what how many varieties of them were there? <laughs> so many. I mean honestly it's it was a pretty like good idea, I'd say, considering that it really it vo- involves the multiple Mortys in all the, the After the Citadel episodes, yeah. Yeah. All right, we, we have a complete master Morty list here. Oh, God. Yeah, Yay! All right. The, the Morty decks. The Morty decks, yes. All right. So for just to clarify, in this Pokemon Morty thing, there is three types, as in, like, Pokemon types. Um, but it is rock, paper, scissors. Ah, yes. Okay. It was. It followed the rock, paper, scissors thing. Do they yeah. evolve? Okay. I, I do don't think not. they did. Oh, I think there were single uh, evolution geez. things. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus did it. <laughs> so um, you always started with your, uh, the true right. Morty, normal Morty. Uh, and yeah, so that's your first, that's a starter Morty to start a Pokemon. You have that throughout the entire game. He doesn't have a type. Oh. Um, it even lists the skills, but it doesn't say what the skills do. So I have to look at that later. Uh, you've got Scruffy Morty, which is a rock type. God damn it. Um, unkempt Morty, which I think is... Paper. Oh, no, you combine them. You don't evolve them, but you combine them. Morty you combine fusion. two Scruffy Mortys, and you get an unkempt Morty, which is a better one. Two unkempt Mortys make a hobo Morty. <laughs> it gets better. Good fun. Mix and match. Um, you got Old Morty, uh, who becomes Geriatric Morty, who becomes Ancient Morty. <laughs> Ancient Morty. You got Rabbit Morty, becomes Evil Rabbit Morty. No eye Morty becomes one eye Morty. <laughs> I don't know where the eye came from. And three eye Morty. What? I think we skipped a step. <laughs> <laughs> but four evolutions would break the rule, Patrick. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all different uh, rock, paper, scissors things. You get to evolve them by combining them and get better. The only thing I remember that I did with it was having my Morty, the normal Morty. I gave him all the attack seeds I could give him, so he just one-hit everything, no matter what. So, classic Pokemon strategy. Yes. He was also the most powerful out Dis- of everything. Disappointed. I put, my, I put mine in blue Morty once I got a chance to... Once I found him. Uh, blue I, shirt Morty? Yeah, it was blue shirt Morty. It was paper. <laughs> what does he evolve into? Uh, red shirt Morty. Yeah. Evolves into orange shirt Morty. <laughs> What? Who goes into green shirt, Morty? What? The purple hey, shirt. The rainbow said, shirt, what? Morty. I thought you said we couldn't get four evolutions in a row. And That's I was wrong. <laughs> Damn. Um, Damn. Uh, yeah, here's, here's a great one, which is uh, Spoon Morty becomes Fork Morty becomes Spork Morty. Sporty. It's, I feel like it's the Abra evolution line. Question, Abra. Is yeah. Spork Morty scissors type? Uh, Spork Morty is a rock type. Wow, radio. Uh, they no are all idea. rock. Okay. Just Metal. Th- I just thought Spork, scissors, both tools. Sort of. Uh, uh, spooky Morty, ghostly Morty, and phantom Morty. With sp- they're all paper. 
Mm. Ah. Wait, was this? Hold on. <laughs> I feel it's a joke to be made here, and I feel Patrick might, Patrick might should get this one. Uh, double multi. Type scissors. Yeah. <laughs> I shan't the... say it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you lost. I. I think. I think I understand. Oh, I, know. I understood already. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Mo- moving on. Before we have wait, to wait, redact question. anything. Who made? Who made the game though? Because if it was like, if the creators um, decided to do it. Let's see. Um, who developed it? Well, let me just search up Pocket Modis and see who developed it. Pocket Modis. Adult Swim makes some very interesting games. <laughs> they did. They did make an interesting video the other day, um, like a 17-minute long thing of. Uh, did anybody get play the arcade game Metal Slug? They <gasps> yeah. made. They made like a Rick and Morty montage thing of Rick and Morty going through destroying a number of different oh, bosses in Metal Slug style. I know oh. those. I've seen a bunch of those too, like the Samurai one with the Samurai Rick. Just so the, the only crush. developer I've got here is Adult Swim, so I guess Adult Swim did it all themselves. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, Adult Swim's made a few games, but yeah, so anyone else what know any knockoffs or parodies? I'm still I'm still on a Pokemon mindset, so I think of the That was um, a lot of them. I think of the one that was actually made by that by that dodgy animal rights comp- company? Oh, PETA. PETA? Pokemon Black and Blue, there we go. Black oh and Blue. Black what? and Blue. What did they yes. do? I, it's been a while since I've read up about this one. But I recall. I think it's the one where it's the job of the Pokemon to fight back against the trainers. Y- you fight oh. trainers oh. instead. Okay. Instead, like you got you got a team of Pokemon, but you've got no trainer. You're just a Pokemon leading basically a revolution, and all encounters are you fighting humans who in turn have moves like basically like beating you or whipping you or like. Hitting you with chemicals and stuff, and I, then you just you Pokemon would uh, Pokemon would absolutely win though. Like Pokemon would win. Yeah, no, like I, I don't understand don't stand what the chance. point was to be made. Like Pokemon far outscaled human capabilities. Like Pokemon work with humans because it's like a mutual thing. If the Pokemon decided we that they wanted mercy. to um, unionize, uh, humanity would be uh, screwed. Look, humanity your, would perish. Your uh, Steelix you've trained for years could absolutely just walk on you and you'll... Even the most <laughs> benign Pokemon could bend you oh, like, a, like a twig. I mean, as long as you treated the Pokemon right, you're all... Good. That's how humans have survived for so long. Do we talk about the science of Pokemon, though? I'll just bring up Magcargo and leave it at that. I'm sure Magmaslug. everybody oh. knows about Magcargo. Ah, yes, hotter than the sun. Yes, and somehow doesn't melt the trainer or anything around it. Technically, <laughs> Gardevoir can summon black holes. Yeah, that's, that's terrifying. Awesome. Diglett is Diglett. <laughs> Diglett is Diglett. And Dugtrio is... Feet. Three. And Drowsy is on the list of offenders. <laughs> hmm. <sighs> I mean, do I go to well, Pokemon Go and see Mime is having fun at home? The <laughs> thing about Drowsy is that uh, I don't know if anyone's played the Mystery Dungeon game. Oh no! You seem to know about this. I Pat, think or? I think I know of what you're talking about. Yeah, even though I haven't Dr- Drowsy it. is li- Drowsy is literally a villain in that one. That's and, upsetting. And like kidnaps people, and it's like that's ah, very upsetting. So, is a whole quest. So but that's how that would it be correct spawn. though? <laughs> like it'd be correct. But yeah, um, the mystery dungeon games are yeah, good overall. Um, yeah, parody though. Like I don't know. There's something about the game that just make it. So, it's a formula that Japan made 
and so many people are taking a bite out of it. Like, um, <clears throat> sorry, I, I remember it's like there was this one game I played. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was basically you just had these cute little monster pet things, and the whole game just played out like um, Pokemon, except like you only really had the one move, and your entire shtick was just getting the right elemental type of creature to throw hmm. at them. It's actually rather dull when you really think about it. Back to <laughs> No, but god damn, that's, that, that sends me back. Surely there were there things that were Pokemon-ish before Pokemon in technically, the game. You like, really you'd think there would be, yeah. right? When you, if you, if you want to break mm. it down, technically Pokemon wasn't anything special or new. Mm. The only thing it introduced was an interchangeable party that you could recruit. That was the only new thing Pokemon brought to the table. Because if you if you peel back the whole catch them all and assemble your party, trading, it's, it's a JRPG. Mm. Mm. You got your move sets, and then your stats, and then like something a game like Final Fantasy, you got your elemental matchups, mm. and that's it. I think trading is probably the important addition in that sense. The the changing of your party. Yes, the fact that you can that you can't catch them all with a single cartridge, yeah. and so you have you need the players. Money. You have the players interacting with other players, and you get that. Not only that, it's just that, like the fact uh, is like the, 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 cool. the like the thing that I guess attracted a lot of people was that I can make my own team with whatever I want from mm. whatever's in the game. It's like I fought this dude with that using that thing. I'll make a team using that. But dude with. Now. But they'll Kinda focus like the on home. starter anyway. Oh yes. yeah. Always. Oh no, no, you mean just Charizard. Yes. <laughs> Dude, the water oh, by the way, good um, too. Pokemon better than Digimon. <laughs> I said it. I just had to say it. I Digimon never, never got a chance. Ooh. I never played Digimon, nor do I know yeah, anyone who did. That's the thing. I, I can't talk about Digimon because Di- I just At least don't Digimon know. explained their crap. I'm still so lost at what happens. How does a Pokeball work? <laughs> how does how does Magic. God himself Patrick, get before in you a start, ball? Digimon, from what I've heard of memes at least, they can evolve into like guns. And it's like, how did this happen? Well, the fact is that they already <laughs> state from the very beginning is like, look. We're just bits of code and made material. It's like we can, become, we can become whatever we want. Whereas, like, Pokemon, I put God in a tiny plastic ball, then I uploaded him into a computer. He is trapped there forever. So what you're saying is all Digimon are Porygon? I suppose. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm still so lost. Like... What is the technology that encapsulates Pokemon? How did we just digitize them? Mass? Have they not explained it at all? I feel like it was, or at least maybe will be in the future now that. Is it in an episode of the anime? I, I feel know. like it it's, could be. This I've so always much. heard it generally accepted that Pokemon are either code, they're either taken apart into code, or they are literally just broken down into energy and. Put in the bowl. Can you just imagine the prototypes for the Pokeball? How horrifying would that be? Um, Alrighty, we caught they, it. Now let's send yeah, it out. Did you see? Uh, there's this video, like, um, of like when they throw a Pokeball and catch a Pokemon. Uh, they use the Mewtwo as an example. Oh God! <laughs> the Mewtwo went into the Pokeball, and it's just a Magic Carp Knight standing in front of a door saying, "You shall not pass." God. And then it goes through each Pokeball, like Ultra Ball. There's like five Magic Carp Knight Knights. And like five doors you can go through, you have to figure out which one to get out. 
and, oh, and then the master ball where there is no exit and me two are stuck there forever god damn it but it's like a pocket dimension sort of thing yeah. so think about I it like think that. about when you say prototype pokeballs I think about the fact that um, you actually do get to see earlier versions of pokeballs at some points in the anime and at some points in the games themselves yeah. balls oh, the, made the from Celebi apricorns movie. Uh, is that the time travel that, one? That's the fourth. That's one. the time travel one where they meet Young Oak. Oh, oh yeah, no. Young Oak. Yeah, yeah. Where he's, his Pokeball is oh, so ancient, the, he, he has, has to wind top. it up to throw it. He has <laughs> to unscrew the bolt to toss it. You also get to go back even further. I think in the Arceus movie. I always mess up the pronunciation oh, of yeah. that Pokemon's Arceus, name. Uh, is it? Um, it's Arceus, isn't it? Yeah. It's Some Arceus, people say Arceus. I don't think yeah. there was a Pokeball in there, was it? No, you. T- they time travel back. And there are I'm some very archaic Pokeballs that they use um, during a time when they refer to Pokemon as magical creatures. They're not even Pokemon yet. They're just magical creatures. That's what Who they call them. Who calls Pokemon Pokemon? That's the real question. I'm still so lost at the fact that some are known as the Turtle Pokemon, which implies the existence of turtles prior to Pokemon. Apparently we're wrong. Oh. Arceus' English name has had three different pronunciations. Before it was officially revealed, fans pronounced it as Arceus, as the Pokemon Battle Revolution. Uh, then a promotional trailer for Ar- Arceus and the Jewel of Life pronounced it as Arceus. Its official pronunciation was... Oh, no, we were right. British official pronunciation was then revealed in a Pokemon.com mailbag as Arceus. Okay. Arceus. Arceus. Okay, that, the Jewel of Life movie is the one that I'm thinking about with the weird grey and yeah, brown yeah, Pokeballs. Yeah. Okay, so Arceus. It's a rock! How do you patch Pokemon with it? Like this! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's super effective! <laughs> You killed it. Uh, no, it's just it fainted. fainted. <laughs> it fainted. It's, its head is over there. That's the one thing. Okay, I know we were supposed to be talking about par- po- parodies, and then but we just got stuck on Pokemon. But Sorry. I got one question. How, can't, how come we can't catch fainted Pokemon? Why can't we just shove them in a Pokeball? Just throw the Pokeball at it. Maybe because it's unethical. So it's like I, was, just I, just was going to, I was going to say. Grab it and drag it and scrape whatever's left after that hyper beam. Scrape it into the bowl, it'll be right. It'll We'd fix have itself, less trouble right? catching shinies if that were the case. <laughs> oh, man. Just bop them on the head and just pick them up, take them with you. I mean, they did it with the legendaries now, at least some legendaries. You have to beat them first and then swish. Yeah, but like... like, just like yeah, the, is it not infinitely more easier to catch it when it's fainted? And it's not like a Pokemon can go back into a ball. Like, and that's how it works with the show. Exactly. So they catch the things when it's fainted. Wait, bludgeoned a Pokemon. I, I haven't watched the Pokemon anime properly. Like, uh, yeah, is, no, do they just, catch fainted Pokemon? Faint them, you faint them, then catch. Yeah, oh. most of the time. Or you make friends with them. But no, yeah. most of the time, Ash is brutally. Isn't that? Isn't that, just, isn't that just? Isn't that just James fair, who befriends them? Asked for it. I think it's only James that befriends <laughs> them though. Oh, oh no no! Ash Rock does it sometimes where it's like. It's usually the starter. It's usually a starter for the region. He befriends them. Uh, James usually befriends someone, and so does Jesse occasionally. Yeah. Uh, Brock befriends the Mudkip. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I just remember. Uh, Wait, what? Jesse's voice actor's gone. What? What happened? Uh, she, she finally. Uh, I mean, no, that sounds bad, but like, she got old and she. Uh, she's dead. She's dead. She died recently. Yeah. Jesse's voice actor. Damn. I'm just gonna have to take a minute to process that, guys. Well, I think that's time for a music break. <laughs> I'm gonna be under the table. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, you've been listening to Uni Games Study Radio on TuneFM 106.9.
patience All the conversations And all of these blank faces I should leave, I haven't yet But when you smile, I just forget That I can stay you out, I guess I wasn't gonna say nothing But I'm about to break something How you gonna take all of my time?
stuck in a daydream in paradise that summer feeling oh, oh, oh. don't need no reason just living life no time for sleeping so we broke some laws and we danced on cars all night long Welcome back to Uni Game Society Radio on Tune FM 106.9. And we thought we'll uh, bring you up to speed on some game news. Also, we're going to clear up what we ended last segment with. The uh, Spanish voice actor for Jesse in Pokemon anime died. Not the English one, or the Japanese one. Still very much upsetting to any Spanish-speaking listeners out there who enjoyed Pokemon in their native language. Well, yeah. hope every condolences to all of you and uh to anyone who is worried about the english or japanese voice actors being dead uh sorry for worrying you they're fine um, don't worry apologies <laughs> but i suppose in the vein of upsetting news um <laughs> uh so the developing uh, developer studio Toys for Bob, the guys responsible for the fantastic recreation of Crash Bandicoot It's About Time, the Spyro Reignited trilogy, and the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy are now facing massive layoffs. Why? Because Activision wants to pump them into working on Call of Duty. They are actually now considering on pumping a whole lot of their subseries into Call of Duty. That includes anything that is under the umbrella of Activision, including Blizzard. How are you feeling about that, Chris? 
can Overwatch 2 still be released next year? Who Pain. knows? I hope it will be because Pain. I do really want to play Overwatch Cowabunga 2. Cowabunga Cow Duty. Because I don't want my Call of Duty. Uh, yeah. I don't, like, it's I'm, not my forte. I'm sure there's something to enjoy about Battle Royales. It just doesn't hit any thing for me call of duty warzone that's just what it's all about now and it's like and I, uh, wasn't a battle royale i'd be fine with them continuing to do the normal team based thing on the regularly small maps but then it's like oh the warzone like the um battle royale is all i hear about i'm like why it's because it's its own independent game now but what was wrong with the normal things i, I don't know but yeah it's just like why are they doing this? Ever since Activision took the reins for so many studios, they've really just started, like, at first they take them to great heights and then they just push them down and <coughs> break their teeth on the gravel. Uh, mm, I'll be honest, I don't think it's them doing it because... Activision. I mean, I can't, don't get me wrong, I know it's them doing it, but, like, for the past um, four, three, four years, I've been... Uh, relatively kept up with like news involving the games companies and like there's been downfall after downfall first it was Bethesda and then it became like Nintendo and now it's Activision and the only company that really went up in reputation was actually EA which how did that happen I don't look, <laughs> how did we bar, end up here maybe yeah. the bar was really low <laughs> yeah but like I find it very strange personally just that is this so many companies went down, and also Blizzard got under fire as well. Yep. Like, mm. so many different things suddenly started going under fire, and then the only thing that went up was EA. And also Ubisoft was also pretty okay, actually. Yeah. The two games that everyone mocked and picked on was the suddenly companies. the good guy. Is this like the anime redemption arc? It's <laughs> very strange, and I don't know how I feel about it. But yeah, mm. it's just like... But yeah, no, Activision... It's just the, the problem with Activision is that it's taking stuff like I mean yes Bethesda has been with us for a while but like that Activision has ownership of properties that are both very varied like varied and the future possibilities of the stuff that's about to go down with the ship like again anyone who was a fan of Spyro and Crash Bandicoot nope. that that's about to go into I mean, the crap of fair Skyland has already dipped a while ago. Yeah, like we thought, like one could have th th said that the Spyro Reignited trilogy would have resurged everything. I mean, like, but oh, um, different tangent, but good news. Uh, developer studio Oddworld Inhabitants, they'd released um, Oddworld Soulstorm, which has actually been a very big hit. If anyone's very familiar with the uh, very obscure title of the Oddworld series... I have no idea, but I'm curious. I it's, know a, of it. it's a very, it's a very fun platformer game that kind of sets itself in a very grimy, um, uni like world, which is like kind of. It was very much designed purposely to be a mirror of America, mm. but like so alien and abstract in its art style and design that you would not think it at first. It's only when you start drawing parallels to its over exaggerated satire that you understand. Mm. But um, the game, like the first game was originally in the 90s, but then they made a remaster called New and Tasty, which was just a remaster. And then that got, that picked up, that, you know, greased the wheels and got things turning. Uh, Soulstorm is actually a reimagining of the second game they made. So mm. it's not a remaster. They did a reimagining and are now able to proceed forward 
with their original vision. So anyone, oh, once again, a nice. fan of Oddworld Inhabitants Studios, um, there is going to be a lot of reimaginings and new Oddworld games being released. So yes, good. there's some good news. There's some um, good news, yeah. But yeah. I mean, we do have uh, more good news for what's coming up this week, though. Oh? Um, Games Night is back on. We have tomorrow. Uh, Games Night running from 6 o'clock until late, running uh, on Nintendo Switches, PCs, virtual reality. Board games. Board games. Bring uh, your own if you want. <laughs> you can do. Um, bring magic cards. We've got quite a cards. few enthusiasts there. Wizards of the Coast Society will be there, as well as Lego Society. They will be there sharing space with us in the show. If anyone's interested in playing Dungeons & Dragons for the very first time or just playing it casually, once again, trying to test out something they've never done, the guys there are very friendly and they always do run a one-shot that's always really fun and exciting to do. Mm, They're good. And if you're really into Dungeons & Dragons, please stay on the air as coming up soon is Dungeons & Airwaves. However, if you guys don't ever think you'll have the time to tune in for much longer, or if you don't think you'll be able to make it to Gaming Society, there's always your local Black Hearts. Fun hobby shop and gaming shop where they do a lot of board games, card games, and tabletop games such as Warhammer and... um, well, actually, Warhammer is the only one I can think of. <laughs> uh, War- uh, magic. Warhammer, There's magic. Warhammer D and D magic. Game. They have a lot of board games that you can try out there as well. You don't have to pay for them. You can yeah. just if you have a them. feeling like you're a bit light on cash, or if you just want to test out a game. Yeah, they basically got was effectively like a little library there. You can't take it mm-hmm. home, but you know you can borrow the games and play it at their tables there. Bring some friends. Make sure you know still wash and sign in. I know we haven't had much issues with COVID, but. <laughs> do it. Good buy to, things. Good to do it. Do it. Buy buy stuff. But, um, yeah. Any yeah. other news or things we would like to talk about, my dudes? Or is it, are we actually going to finish early for once? <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe. I reckon it might be time to sign off. So, sounds good. Um, you've been listening to Uni Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Patrick. David. Kate. And we shall see you next week. Good night. <laughs>